Yeah, it's oh, going to be a, uh, a big work experience test here, mate. <laughs> Fuck, I'm, not, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> Perfect. I'm prepared to be the fourth <laughs> guest for 15 minutes. I'm not prepared for an hour and a half worth of uh, no. interviewing an, another guest. Thank you for being here. You're here on a special day, I'll tell you that. Why is it not working, Josie? <laughs> they don't want to be locked into a, a house or an apartment. Got to follow the social distancing rule. And some nuff dicks were getting tested, then going in and doing a shop. <laughs> COVID. I had it. Detective so, George Bennett. Yeah, he's a ballin, absolutely. George, don't say hello to you. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm actually genuinely embarrassed. I broke my back. A vertebrae or, or oh. a portion? Spinal. I think it Josie, just do that. Do that thing where you just put Bill's talking. Let me see. I can hear him first. G'day, guys. We're back. The Social Distance Podcast is back. It's been a long time. Had a fucking shocking start. I spilled coffee on my keypad just then while the intro was playing. And we got Dervo here for a little bit to have a yarn to us because fucking George has got Wi-Fi problems and he won't be back until February. Jones, you want to explain that situation? Oh, I don't know if it's Wi-Fi problems. I think you tried to cover that one up. I mean, they do have Wi-Fi in New Zealand. I wouldn't let him off the hook that easy. I think he's just weak as piss. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's off the grid now until February. Yeah. Mate, he's, he, he's, just, he's bailed. He's just pulled the ripcord, like, and he's coming from, like, 35,000 feet, so that parachute's just, he's just floating down. He's come back. And he's come. He's out until he's back in Europe. He reckons. I, I don't know about you boys, but I think 2021's got a real pong about it, doesn't it? I mean, not for you, Derbo. You, you've started with a bit of a bang, but what about what do yeah, you? Yeah, I'm think, trying to stay positive vibes here, Jones. Don't bring me down yet. <laughs> I get. You're I get on the wrong from the 9th of February, so let me just start me from then. Yeah, <laughs> but what do you reckon, Bills? We we called this in September. Like we said, the hashtag. Oh well, 2022. And uh, you think of everything that's happened in this year they call January. Uh, it's just been, you know, news story after news story. Of like, oh, Durbo wins, you know, and Adelaide is like, yeah, shit up. But apart from that, I mean, it's been pretty grim. Well, well that one case like, in New Zealand must have been uh, George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why he's not here. He's the one case. Poor guy's got COVID. Um, yeah, but he wants to be isolated. He wants to be locked down. I reckon he'd be putting his hand up going, ah, there's one case in New Z. That's it. We're locking it down. Going into the hotel and, again. And it happened at the opposite end of the country to where George lives, but he'd be on a plane flying north to Whangarei to lick door handles for sure. No <laughs> doubt about it. we got Durbo. So the, the story is that George is actually pretty busy. I understand. I do understand George's predicament. I've been to New Zealand before for the summer. And like Durbo, who's made a, uh, he's made an effort. Durbo's made an effort to be here, but it's Australia Day in Australia. Uh, he's got a busy day. He's just come back from Tour Down Under or the Santos Festival of Cycling, which he won. So, but he's made a bloody effort to be here today. Mm. And George won't be here until he's back in Europe because he, yeah, he, he is busy, to be fair. But anyway, Durbs, we got Durbs to have a yarn today. So, mate, <laughs> first question is, he won the Santos Festival of Cycling. Do you still get your name on the stairs, the Hilton? The steps? I said to Stewie, I said, you know, what about the stairs? Can you at least like write it in like, you know, black texture? And by the time Sharpie. Stewie rolls around when two down under 
is on again, it would have washed off by then anyway. So, but at least I just get a year with this my my name written on the step. But uh, no, I definitely. Well, I said this to you also in '99 when they won it. It was pretty much an NRS race anyway. So it's the same thing. <laughs> well, it's a good. But like, point. If, they don't, if, they don't, if they don't put your name on there, what happens? It's like a, a vacant year, but this event still happened. It makes sense to put your name on it. Uh, hey, hey, man, I wouldn't. I'm not complaining if it's the case. I've, I've already told that. You know, next year GC for me. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to get the girls. I was re- you, definitely reminded a few years and a few times in a row that it wasn't the TDU. <laughs> but you could actually win the GC after the way you went up the Lunga. Like you went up there, what were you like the fifteenth fastest in history or something? And like, yeah, yeah Richie can. Yeah. I mean, Richie takes the time out of here, like eight seconds or whatever, and that's normally enough, I suppose, to win down under. But like with all the time bonuses, I mean, I don't know. Can you can you sprint that good? Not really. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think Richie can sprint better than me. Um, no, I was actually happy with that time. Like, I think I beat George up there. So I, want, I actually wanted to speak to him on the podcast about it, you know. But no, uh, um, no, nah, nah, I was actually happy. And I didn't get the World Tour lead in. You know, I went in with about 80 guys, not 120 guys. So at least five Ks now there. So, <laughs> Did you actually go faster than George? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm spewing his nut on him. But you, you haven't oh, just you? turned up, Durbo. You were looking mint, mate. Your hair's looking immaculate. You've got the nice new beard. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go to this Aussie barbecue. So I'm all going to do is change my shirt to a button-up, and I'm ready to go. Put some meat on the barbie and crack a tinny and just settle in for the arvo. What's your go-to? You, uh, when, when, I was just going to say, when you go to a barbie, you know, the like whoever's hosting, there's always that implication where they go, no, don't worry, I've got everything. <laughs> But when they're trying to cater for too much, there's always those home brand fat sausages that are just pissing oil and fat everywhere. Yeah. You, know, you get that fly kick to the guts after like four bangers. Like, are you going to be one of those dudes that's come back from Europe and brings the nice eye fillets, but just enough for you and the missus? Oh, could you, could well, you put the, those for us? Well, it's the brother in law organizing it. So I'm actually bringing the barbecue. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I've got to to put the Weber in the back of the car. Oh, what sort of a show is that? I might have my place, but no, he's um, he's he's got everything sorted. He's got the beer, he's got the meat. Um, he's got ten different types of meat. He's like when we ever go to a Freeburg family barbecue, it's um, it's fantastic to have. They've thought of everything, so we would have. It's deluxe, very much deluxe. But I've just all I got to do is just bring my Weber, and then I'm sorted. Do you ever do the, um, they call them Moe craze back here, where you just cut the dimmies in half and grill those on the barbecue? The Moe crayfish? Dim Sim. Never. You know the marathon Dim Sims Sims you can get? You know what a Dim Sim is, don't you? Like a Chinese. Yeah, like the little dumplings, like little Chinese dumplings. Yeah, Yeah, get them in the frozen section. You know what I mean? I don't even understand what you said. It was like a different language. What'd you say? It's like you fry them on the barbecue. I've never had it, Jonesy, but it sounds delightful. So they call them Moe craze because Moe in Gippsland is, is a bit like Sal, you know, some some rough units down there. So they call them Moe's crayfish. Oh, Moe craze. <laughs> and they've got and like a, it's a dim sim. Yeah, they're like uh, 20 cents a dimmy. And you call yeah, those four man's crayfish, more or less. Four man's crayfish, yeah. <laughs> a dim sim well, is all, It's all combinations. Crab, it's... Prawn, it's oh, you don't know what's in, in it. Yeah, it's all mashed. Yeah. But yeah, Maui craze. I love them. 
It's like Barbecue a gyoza right? or whatever they call it in Japan. Mm. Yeah, that, exactly. Exactly, like a gyoza. Mm. What's your go-to Barbie, Bills? <laughs> it's good to have Derbo on here and talk about Barbie meat. <laughs> he just won the down under. <laughs> Um, well, who has he said he can't even get his name on the bloody steps? Oh, no, yeah, true. Uh, it was easy. Like I said, I got two minutes gap, no, four minutes gap by the first day, so I didn't have to do much. I just progressively lost time all week. <laughs> yeah, was it a hollow victory, knowing how easy it was? <laughs> I just like, once I had that much gap, I could just you know give away time. Easy. You want some time? You can have some time. I need some time. Yeah. Uh, I got a question. I got a question for you, Derbs. I want to ask that I've been, you know, a lot of people have been wondering, like, what's the go with the salt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a moron! Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> no, is that no? But next question. Next question. Um, nationals next week, Derbs. You must be coming in like pretty much the hot favourite. You've got to be the hot favourite because I, I assume that the, the the field at the nationals is going to be this effectively the same field as what you had at the um, Santos Bike Festival, whatever it was called, Cycling Festival, and you yeah. fucking cleaned them up. You, you've got to be a favourite. You've got to be the, the favourite. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm feeling really good. Um, I mean, last week went probably better than I expected. I've been, I've been training well, um, but, you know, uh, I didn't really expect to sort of have those sort of those sort of legs, but I think I normally go better after my first race. So like I normally do the Bay crits before the nationals. So actually having this race, I think it's been really good to get myself prepared for the, for the nationals. Um, the only thing I will say about the nationals, it's actually just going to be a bit of a slug fest because normally we have like quite a, you know, maybe 30 guys in the top end, but I reckon there's sort of going to be about half that, about 15. So the race could pretty much explode after three laps and then it could just be sort of, 15 guys slowing and out for about eight laps. So, yeah, I actually hope it's really, really warm. Like, I'm not normally good in the heat, but Perth had such a hot summer um, versus Victoria. I think that's what helped me last week because I've been riding around in 40-plus degree days pretty much most days, and, and Victoria had quite a cold, cold summer. So when I rocked up at the TD, uh, Santos Festival, the, um, when I went on the breakaway, I, you know, obviously did salt up, but... Uh, it was uh, I was actually better in the heat than um, a lot of the other guys. So, yeah, man, I, I I really want to go try and win the road race, and TT is obviously a big goal as well. So, yeah, I'm just going to go in and hopefully get some bands and bring them back to Europe. But you know, got to got to be in it to win it. It's uh, doesn't it's not a given. It's always those races are always the hardest when you are probably one of the favourites. Um, actually, makes it more hard because everyone's looking at your wheel. So, hopefully, it's really hot really hard sort of race and that'll sort of play more into my hands than if it's a um, couple of easy laps. We told them. It's going to be New Zealand Nationals, like, because a little bit more like New Zealand Nationals than, than what it has been previously because, like you say, a lot of guys aren't there, a lot of the like the World Tour guys aren't there and I guess Team Bike Exchange is going to have less people on the start line than what we normally would have to try to control the race a little bit or dictate terms a little bit. It's just going to be basically six or seven of you guys, I suppose. Mate, the New Zealand Nationals is the same every year. Like, you go there, it's just like pro, like four or five pro bike riders, World Tour pros that haven't got any teammates. And it's just, a, it is a slugfest. And it's hard, it's so hard to win. It's oh, so hard to win. But you, so you, you just, you just got to front foot it. It's like, you got to front foot, front foot cycling straight away. But yeah. never, ever put yourself yeah. in a position where you're like remotely on the back foot. That's the only way to do it, really. 
that's sort of what I was, my plan was stage one and the at the thing was just like, well, I actually got yeah, I actually got dropped in the intermediate sprint. So just going back to my poor sprint um ability. <laughs> so I was in a break of twenty and uh I thought I'll line up a few seconds here, you know, and uh get three seconds here, it'll be be good. So I lined up this sprint and um got dropped um <laughs> by two or three hundred meters and uh the so four guys are in front of me. So what I did is I just didn't sit down. I just kept going and just kept going straight past them. And then that was when I went on to go solo. So that that's kind of what my thought was in that process too, was just like, well, if you're out there by yourself in front of everyone, then you, you're never on the back foot. So that's pretty much what the Nationals plan would be for, for our team, would just be always be on the front foot. And um, like mm. I said, I can't sprint, so it's best to be alone. So hopefully it's hard early on and then I can sort of get to a situation where I can um, get out there by myself and, settle in for a bit of a long TT to the finish. That's the plan. We said to Bennett um, about doing a winning salute, uh, you know, the chocolate finger, like uh, one finger. So you should just embrace the salt and do the salt bay like, as you cross the <laughs> line. Like, just cock the elbow up. You could get like sponsorship deals with like Himalayan salt companies. Like, yeah, <laughs> you face a chicken salt, whatever, just milk it. Who's your manager? Start making oh, some deals, bro. You see the big cramp after the finish. I did the salute. I've come down and just bang, quads just gone. And I'm just like, oh, oh. And it's like and my fingers have gone like this and the fingers have gone like that. And I'm just like, oh, I keep that back in there. Like, horrible. But, uh, uh, for, for, yeah. those, for those listeners that don't, don't, know, don't know what we're talking about, basically, uh, <clears throat> Durbo was on Jonesy or on our sister podcast, Jonesy's podcast, The Detour podcast the other day and they were talking about how he cramped up at the end of the first stage and uh and so Durbo's basically he's renowned and and the thing is that people as bike riders everybody metabolizes things differently some people salt up and some people don't Durbo has always salted up so he gets you know the the salt lines and basically he looks like he's just stepped out of the fucking Atlantic Ocean when he's racing look, look like this pretty much I look like this on my jersey but the jersey's black you know? yeah Exactly, it's, it's as white as his t-shirt is, and but it's just normal. Like it doesn't really affect, or it doesn't affect Debo at all. Obviously, he won the bloody stage perform fucking two and a half minutes. But like, it just becomes this, this thing where everybody says to Debo, "Oh, look, you're sold up, mate. You're all right. You're sold up. You're sold up." It's like you're fucking sold up every day of my life. Just leave me alone. Piss off. <laughs> were you when you saw the new kit and you saw the black nicks? Were you like, ah, oh, fuck? Like, were you what, were you hoping for like a light grey? So I think it just it just awful anyway. Like I I think I've I've come home after a few big summer rides. You can nearly crack the jersey in half, and it's just like it's just gone hard. So it's like it's actually just look at it. And you're like it's so you lick it. You know, there's so much salt. Um, you can't, but you can't no. Lara's made Lara's made pasta ready for you on the tape on the on the table. And you just shake your shit over it. <laughs> Shake the shirt on it, have a shower, and then come back. She's salted, ready to go. Season the steak. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's something I've always had. So that's uh, I'm trying to work out what to do. And uh, I've had a few bad days when I mix it up, but um, yeah, I seem to work it out at the moment. Well, mate, you you won't be salting up when you get back to Europe. She's bloody cold over here. So what what's the story when you're back straight after nationals? You're coming back to Europe and then into the I guess into Hit Newsblad, Kerner, Brussels, Kerner, into the classics. I suppose is the plan, is it? Yep, that's the plan, Bills. Um, yeah, like at this moment, I was sort of holding off, trying to work out when I was going to book my flight back. But um, 
looking at the the way Belgium's going with races, are actually doing quite well. You know, had the cycling cross cyclocross world championships not that long ago, and cases are not too bad. Um, so yeah, I was uh, sort of holding off to wait and see if there was any sort of you know cancellation of races and things like that. But it looks like it's all it's all pretty good. And I think you know everyone, all the bigger races, you know, Flanders Classic organisation or ASO RCS, they'll they'll just do what we did last year. And you know, this maybe the smaller races might get cancelled, but all the bigger ones I reckon will will go ahead. Um, and pretty much the you know the main reason for the working hard in the off season here is to uh, go back for the classics, which is something that I'm really excited about and really passionate about. So um, yeah, I'm going to get out of here pretty much a day after the nationals, uh, 9th of February. And um, and arrive and do a two week training camp in Sierra Nevada uh, before opening weekend in Belgium, and then uh, yeah, then you sort of pretty much hop straight into it. You go Paris Nice to San Remo to E3 Flanders Roubaix. So it's pretty it's pretty uh, jam packed uh, March April for me, and then I get a little bit of a break uh, in May. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back now and getting back. I mean, obviously. 40 degrees is uh, is not great prep for races that you could potentially do in the snow. So I guess I better get back for a couple of weeks of freezing cold weather to get that brown fat going, have you? Yeah, that's it, mate. you got to get in those cold baths. Look, it, it's, I agree with you. Like, I mean, there's definitely races under threat at the moment over here. I, I suppose, like, here in, being here in Spain, it's like, it's not good here. It's not good here. But, mm. um, and probably the at the moment, the better part of the, the February races in Spain have been postponed, and I think Tour of Valencia is still hanging on at the moment, but uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, it's pretty bad. Valencia is the worst reg- worst hit region in Spain at the moment when, in this third wave, yeah, so well. I don't know whether, whether, whether or not it's going to happen, but at the moment, it's still on. But I, I, th- I agree with you with, with the Belgian stuff. Like that, They've raced a whole cyclocross season, and they've mm-hmm. had a pretty bad winter up north there in Belgium. They've had pretty tough restrictions. <clears throat> I mean, our mate Jens Morris, I spoke to, spoke to him a few weeks ago, and you know, they had Christmas just with his with his household, with uh, you know his wife and kids, because they can't they can't go to other households. They can't have social gatherings. It's been pretty bad there, and the restrictions have been very tight. But the cyclocross season still happened every weekend mm. in Belgium because they've created this bubble. They've created. I mean, there's no fans. I think it's going to be the same thing. I think opening weekend's going to go ahead, but there'll be no fans, which is going to be yeah for sure strange. Probably the same for the Tour of Flanders, uh, E3, all those classics. You know, you're used to having you know, half a million people on the side of the roads and mm. there'll probably be nobody, but the races are going to happen. So I, I think you, you, you're obviously going to make the right decision by coming back over here, doing your training camp and getting stuck into the, the classic seasons because it will, it, it, it will be on and, uh, from from what I think, and I'm no fucking expert. But anyway, I think it will If anyone's going to put a bike race on, it's going to be the Belgians. I totally agree with you. So, Derma, what, what's the big race that is like, you know, the, the dream victory scenario? Has that always been Paris-Roubaix? Uh, it's, it's, I can't decide Jonesy between Flanders and Roubaix. Like, I mean, Beals is, I would say Beals is probably one of the neighbors favorite races. Flanders also it's, um, we do a lot of races up in Flanders and they're all very similar to, to, I guess, Tour of Flanders. And it just sort of builds and builds and builds and builds. And it's just, uh, it's just that, that sort of pinnacle at the end of all those races. And, um, it just goes another level of, uh, of grandness. Um, so I, I really can't decide. It's I, I I love them both. Um, and yeah, so yeah, well, I wouldn't say Roubaix over Flanders. I can't really tell you, but I've always had better results in Flanders so far. But uh, yeah, Roubaix still has a big special part of my um in my heart. So I'm not really sure there, Jonesy. 
Like this year's going to be five years since Heyman won it. Do you still look back even today and just shake your head, going, "How the fuck did that happen?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still can't. I still can't wrap my head around it. Even when you've watched backstage a thousand times, you're going, "How the fuck did he do that?" Oh, it's probably one of my favorite. Well, it is my favorite backstage. I'm just every time I put it on, I just bawl my eyes out. Yeah, I just like I just like sit there and just like just tears like coming down my face. It's like it's so good. I watch it before like Roubaix every year as well. Just get me G'd. Like it's one of those fairy tale stories that shouldn't be true, but it is. You know what I mean? The best was and, that, and that, night. that day was like it was such a a day of mixed emotions for us. Like we all all yeah. three of us were there, and like uh, Heyman fucking won Roubaix, like unbelievable. After seventeen attempts or whatever it was at that point, he won Roubaix. He beat Boonin, who was going for the record, but also like in a sprint, you know, not even breakaway, like yeah, in up. a sprint. Yeah, <laughs> he lined up Boonin, who won the fucking green jeans at Tour de France. He's going to break the back. record. Going to break the record. But then oh, at the same time, like I could make match that massive crash in Arenberg, and like oh, you know, yeah, so yeah. it was a it's, real yeah, day of like emotion. Like fuck, we're all up and about because Hamish just bloody won Roubaix. But at the same time, we're all so worried about Mitch because we didn't have any news and we'd only heard bad reports that you know there was a lot of blood on his face and all that stuff. And you know, like it was it was a naughty crash. It was a, it was just one of those days that everyone was a bit like. What the fuck do we do? Like we didn't. We, I woke up this morning and they had porridge and eggs on toast like every other morning. I didn't expect this to happen. Mm. I think I remember we were all having beers that night. Hey, remember we were all just sitting around like it wasn't a huge party. We just sort of mm. sat there. We were just like, wow. Like it was just, it was just shocked. too much. It was like it was shocked. just too much. Yeah, yeah. and it was like, it was the like, first year. It was the first year that the team had actually stayed on until the Monday after we made. Normally we, yeah, we were on the right. plane. But Derba, you you sort of were like you broached the subject. I think, I think you and Mitch were like, "Hey guys, it's the end of the Classics campaign. Why don't we all stay one more night, have a cool dinner, celebrate the Classics campaign? Everyone's going for a break now, moving on to the next part of the season. Let's have a couple of beers together." And so it was the first year that we all decided to stay, and we had that awesome restaurant in Ghent. Yeah. Um, my dad was over. My dad was come over from New Zealand. Yeah. But it, it was, was it great. was also the year that the, the bombings happened, eh, in Brussels. Oh, and like yes, it was just yes. it was just a fucking weird weird few weeks yeah. and then we all stayed for this dinner and like we won Roubaix and we we're all pumped like oh yeah but then Mitch was in hospital and in the end like the dinner was like it was fun but no one really launched eh? like, we launched no, the next no, no, no. night the next night in Girona because remember I invited yeah. everyone around to watch the backstage and I remember just for 24 hours just going what music are we going to use oh how am I going to cut this together then when it was finally done I remember watching it back going oh fuck yeah this is by far the best video that I think I'm ever going to be a part of. And then I remember oh, bringing man. everyone over and just before I played it, I said, look, don't mean to pump the tyres up, but this is the best backstage <laughs> by the length of the Fleming straight. Like it, it is unbelievable. And then I remember afterwards, oh, everyone was like, I think someone said, I think it was happy. He goes, fucking play it again. <laughs> and then we went out the Irish and it's like, what the hell? Because seeing the reaction in the car and all this other stuff that, Put it all together. It was just nuts. We'd gone to Demers house. We'd been at Demers house. I think we went to Demers house, had a few beers before, then went to Durbo's uh, to Jonesy's and watched the Jonesy's. watched the yeah, got all pumped up, and then we didn't you have a house party that night, Jonesy? I think for a bit, and then remember those neighbours were crazy, so I sort of oh, shit oh, myself, yeah, yeah. and then we had to go to the Irish. Yeah, that, that was. Okay. It was. I remember it was, it was rather large. I think it was rather large mm. night. 
Mm. <laughs> but no, it's one of those, you're right, it was one of those videos, if you're ever having a shit day or you need a bit of a pick-me-up, you just flick that on and, yeah, every time I still can't believe it happened. Like I don't, I don't need to watch through Bay because I don't need to pick me up today because the fucking heat bring the heat. It's our year, mate. We put the scorches away in the cricket big bash in Australia. But how's the scorches bloody turnaround? But lose the oh, first mate. five matches and then be undefeated for pretty much the rest of the season. I think the scorches are going to win this year. Crazy, eh? It was just like yeah. a back. But I literally stopped watching the BBL the first five weeks. I was like, nah, I'm out. Yeah, I remember talking to you like, oh, I'm not watching. I'm not watching the Big Bash this year. The scorches are shit, mate. They just, shit. They just went and won seven games in a row or something. <laughs> and then I'm like, I was like, I was literally like, you guys watching? I started bowling last week or something. I'm like, hold up a second, we're top of the table here. <laughs> hey, hey, Bills, what's the reputation now of the Australian cricket team after? Are they over? Are the international community over the sandpaper shit, or are we? No, because Smithy's been scuffing the crease up. Oh, like the, the, but they blew that up. Yeah, they blew it up, but it's exactly they blew it up. But I, I agree with you, Jonesy, that it was it's bullshit to buy that up. It's, he did nothing wrong, really. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, you could argue why did he need to do it, but it's not cheating. There's no way it's cheating. But that's the situation with the Australian cricket team. Like, they, they ha- to answer your question, they haven't bounced back from it. No, they haven't, because why would they have brought that up otherwise? Yeah, but like, you look at New Zealand, you had Chris Cairns, he was fixing games, and we moved on from that. Boys, I've already been saying talking about, about Mark cricket. Moore. I've, I've actually got he to go. He didn't fix games. Right, you got to go. Thanks. All right. So, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go. All right, mate. Yeah. Well, uh, um, enjoy. Actually, we'd just love to talk about cricket because I've actually got Lara into it. So it's just like we're a big time cricket fans, but i got to go. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, mate. Right. I'll see you in a few weeks. See you, boys. Good to talk to you. See you, bro. Thanks for coming on. Luke Durbridge. Luke Durbridge, yeah. What a, uh, I reckon he's so he's he's front runner at this stage to as a third host <clears throat> because obviously we're running two host show at the moment. George is going to be back. I think George will be back. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. But we need a we need to have a. Uh, do, like do, you think, do you think George has done a bit of a dueling and said like I just I don't want to do it anymore. Like he might not come back. The risk is always there. Like you know <clears throat> he's going to see the freedom of not. Doing a show, like mm. the the thing with George is he won't even he won't even probably know the show happened. He's not going to listen to it. He's not going to watch it. Um, so he's not going to be able to, he's not going to put himself in a position where he's going to potentially miss it. Because if he watched, it, he'd be like, oh fuck the boys, you know, they had a good time, they had Derby on, they had a bit of a laugh, talking about the cricket. George loves the cricket, um, and he'd be like, oh shit, I better get back. But he's not going to watch it. He's not going to listen to it. So who knows? Who knows what he's going to what emotions will be running through his brain. Mm. Oh well, just got to soldier on, mate. And we, we who we're going to get on next week? Then we'll, we'll just mix it up. We'll we got a good guess next week. Good yeah. guess. I've lined it up. Um, confirmed. Pretty much, I'd say it's as confirmed as anything gets on this show. Yeah. So fifty-fifty. Oh, <laughs> mm. Hey, give us an update on your wrist. How's that going? <clears throat> it's all right. Still on the cast. I'm getting the I'm getting the cast off. Um, on Wednesday, so it's eight weeks now. Eight weeks since the surgery. Um, so the arm's been it sort of locked away for quite a while now. But like I, I, I was supposed to get the well, I thought that I was going to get the cast off. What was it? Two weeks ago now. I went to the hospital. I was all pumped up, getting 
all up and about about getting my cast off and moving on for the next phase and they put another one on for two more weeks but this time for sure it's coming off and then uh obviously i'm still not trained on the road so it's going to be uh what is it yeah a couple of months now without, without training outside but i've been doing fucking shitload man i've been doing heaps of cool hikes heaps of running yeah. uh just before new year's eve actually we did a me and andy uh our friend of ours andy gerens we did a two-day hike 45k i think it was from Girona to olot uh camped out overnight so i've been doing heaps of cool stuff like that which i've actually been enjoying to be fair i mean i must run i must training and miss riding with the guys and everything but um I've been enjoying doing different stuff, so I'm getting fit, and then I'll be back on the road probably in three weeks' time, I reckon, three or four weeks' time from now, hopefully. All going well. Do you have to be careful with the shit that you do outside of cycling that you don't build up too much muscle in other areas? Like, you can't get too big upper body because it's just excess weight you don't need, or if you're in the position, just stay fit. Don't have a blowout. Like, how do you work that out? It's like, it's more about getting injured, man, because, like, the, I'm never going to get, I'm not going to get big, like a big upper body because, well, for fucking starters, I can't use my left arm. And then, um, secondly, like, it, it takes a while to, to get big, you know. I'm not getting in the gym and doing bench press or whatever. But, like, the, the thing is, like, when you're trying to get fit as an athlete and you, and you can't do your specific event, which is cycling for me, I can't, I can't go outside and do six hours or whatever. I can only do X amount of hours on the home trainer so you need to find other ways to to get the hours up for the week you you might be trying to do 20 hours or 25 hours of exercise and i can only do 12 of those on the bike on the erg so i've got to try and do like running and hiking and all that stuff but you're not used to it because you've got Mm -hmm. like legs that aren't used to impact you know that you're all these different things so you've got to try get fit but you've got to try not to get injured is the main thing so you've got to like build slowly into running slowly into hiking uh slowly into gym stuff and I did it pretty well. I think I did it pretty well, although I have got a little bit of a knee niggle at the moment, to be fair. But um, I did I did do it pretty well, I think. And now, yeah, I've been doing running up to – I actually ran uh, about 10, 10 days ago. I ran nearly two hours, actually, nonstop. Um, so it didn't, didn't cover a lot of case. Didn't cover a lot of case. But I've been, I've been enjoying doing, like, the mountain – like, the trail running. Like, it's good because – Always be fucking bike riders or athletes, you know, you're like, oh, how fast do you run? Like what, you know, four minute 30 Ks or fucking four minute Ks or, you know, there's always this element of competition. Yeah. And I actually got over that. I was like, I don't care. I don't care how fast I'm running. I'm, I'm running for a completely different purpose right now. I'm running to try to get fit. And the, and the longer I can run, the better, not, not how fast I can run. So I actually like got over going out on these trails or on the road and being like, oh, yeah, I did 10K today and... 40 minutes or whatever it, whatever it may be. I'm like, I actually just go to the trails. I don't look how fast I'm running. I just go and run. And I feel like Forrest Gump. I just go out and run. I just yeah, started running good. one day and I just didn't stop. It's good having a mate like Andy going with you or whatever with that sort of stuff because it motivates you a lot more than if you had to do it all solo. Like mm. I, str- I struggle trying to do anything like when it comes to walking or exercise or whatever, if I just on my own, there's only a amount of Spotify bloody playlists and potties you can chew through where you, yeah, I couldn't be fucked there. I'm just going to turn around. Whereas Andy, he, remember he tried to get me fit and then I got fat again, but remember he, he's good, <laughs> he's good for that period where he, he winds you up and gets you going. Like he's just yeah. on you, like nonstop. Yeah, he, 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 like he, he's a bloody, Oh, he's a he's a Gerrans ultimately, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Gerrans. 
You know, like he's the brother of Simon. Um, and we all know how he operated. It's like fucking all in. It's you know, it's like if they if they got a goal, they're going to achieve it basically. And Andy's the same. And I, I don't know. I don't entirely work. I haven't entirely worked out what Andy's goal is with me, whether it's to get me fit or whether it's to get himself fit. But either way, uh, it's working out pretty well. And the thing is with Andy, he's like he's fucking he is fit. Like you know, you, you'd have him on the bike because you're a professional bike rider. But like ultimately, when you get in the gym or you go for a trail run or you go for a hike, he's better than me. He is. He's just stronger. He's done it more than his whole whole life you know doing that sort of stuff you know he's been to bloody nepal and climbed mountains and done all this crap so like he actually pushes me like it's not it's it's it'll never get to the point where it's like all right i need someone else to train with because i'm too i'm too fit or too much better than andy it'll never ever get to that point i'll always be behind him so he's actually the perfect guy to 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 train with during this period it's been bloody good i reckon yeah he's and he's a good bloke like you can bounce shit off when you go on hikes or walks or whatever be nothing worse than going on those two-hour hikes or whatever and you're doing it with a real cool drink of water. That'd be shit. Yeah. And he's he's obviously like a mate of ours, but he's a team, he's a team osteopath as well. And uh, so the team camp, we were like going out and we, we just had a team camp down in Spain and uh, south of Spain and we got back a couple of days ago and the boys were doing some big hours on the bike and obviously I couldn't train on the road. So I was doing a lot of basically working um, one-on-one with Andy every morning. We were meeting at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7.45, going to the gym or going for a run or going for a hike. And, uh, you know, we we were like – it was good. It was quite good because we kind of always worked it to like, oh, what time are the boys leaving? And they always leaving at like 9 or something like that, you know. So we'd always go for a run or go for a gym and make, to the gym and make sure we came back like via the, like, the way they were rolling out. Like, so they, oh, get, like, the, like get the, the honk of approval from the directors in the car behind. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey boys, yeah, yeah, we just yeah. done our session. Um, but now it was good. It was actually good. Yeah, do you reckon? Do you reckon um, the date like those camps in? Did you ever go to those ones in South Africa, like 2015, 2016? Oh, I went to the second one, right? 2016. Mate, they were awesome. Like being on a group camp, bonding. You know, you're in different country, you're getting different culture and all that. But they also cost money. And the mm. problem with obviously COVID is it's. There's no expenditure. Everything gets triple checked. Like, is there part of you that's worried going, fuck, maybe those glory days where you could, teams could really just splash the cash are gone, you know, with things like that? I I, I don't know. Like, well, the, I guess the, the the first thing is like, you, you know, you'd take, take the, um, the risk, eh? Like, it, <sighs> I don't know, bro. Fuck fun. <laughs> this is talking business with the social business podcast. <laughs> I think I was watching like a Larry King YouTube rabbit hole before going, he asked some good questions. <laughs> the brain just goes, why don't I start talking to Bills about the economics of training camps? Fuck was I thinking? <laughs> I mean, I just had too long away from the body, mate. <laughs> too long away from the body. I don't know what fucking show I'm on anymore. <laughs> it's it's not, not, it's it's talking business, what is it? <laughs> Sorry, it's going to be a real litmus test for the show without George, like, oh. to see whether it's, people enjoy the show more 
or considerably less. I feel like every time that we click record, it could be the last one. Like when, like when your brain was answering, you're going, oh, yeah, I'll answer that. Then how about you go, fuck did you ask that for? Like, Give that look of like, I don't need to answer this shit. What the fuck? What are we doing here? We're lost. We don't have George. We can't. Sorry, folks. We can't stretch this shit out. We're struggling. <laughs> Come back, George. Come back, George. Like, well, we okay. really, what are we going to talk about? We're not live anymore. We can't. We can't interact. We're on our own. We're like it's like Jack and Rose on the Titanic on that bit of wood. Yeah. <laughs> There's room for everyone, but they didn't fucking do it. We didn't like, get no, you can stay in the ocean. We. we, we <laughs> Let's put it to the audience. <laughs> Tell us. We need help. What's we need help, please. Do we just shut this fucking shit show down or do we carry on? Send us some talking points. Or if you're good on podcasts, just send us your email. We'll get you on the show. We need help. Yeah. We need a long list. We'll do it on Zoom if we have to. We're going to have 100, 100 co-hosts. Uh, I think we should have had a backup for when Derbo pulled the pin. I thought he was on for the hour. And then when he goes, oh, I've got to go, boys, I was like, oh, shit. It's just coming me and Bills. We've had, we've had a bit of feedback on that over the years. It hasn't been, uh, hasn't been complimentary. <laughs> it's amazing like how like you and I are like pretty good friends. Yeah. We have a lot of conversations like, on the phone. But then when it all of a sudden it's just you and I on a podcast, like it's kind of awkward. Shit. It's, like, it's, shit. it's like it's like yeah. meeting someone like come to a show with someone you don't really know. You're like, yeah. Oh. So like it's like the first Tinder the date of podcasts. It's like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, you got any funny stories? Um is Sam, was it? <laughs> it's like going on a Tinder date and saying, So what's the um oh. what do you think like with COVID, like you know, economically, like <laughs> You know, cycling teams might struggle to do training camps. It's the fucking worst question I've ever asked on the show. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, not good. Well, all right, what else do you want to talk about? Cryptocurrency? <laughs> the fuck do we know about cryptocurrency? Well, I, I, I used to have crypto and... um. I sucked in a lot of mates in 2018 to buy crypto because there was this coin called Verge Coin, and it's all about hype, right? So you know, people get online, and you know, particularly people that start the coins, they want people to buy them. So I remember this year, this guy put it out there, and he said, in one month, on the 15th of April, Verge Coin is going to announce the biggest partnership in cryptocurrency history, and that was it. And then it was counting down the dates to the announcement. And because this coin was all about privacy and that, everyone was speculating, you know, is it PayPal? Is it um, MasterCard? And they're going, if, I, I think it is. And they're trying to get stuff that's leaked and that. Yep, no, nah, it's PayPal. And at the time, it was like five cents. So me and my sailmates have loaded up. And the announcement, I can still remember, they said if it's PayPal, it'll go to like two bucks. So we're all like, oh, man, we're going to be rich. And then at about 11.30 p.m., they're going to announce it at 12. They leaked the video, the announcement video. You know what company it was that they paired up with? Pornhub. <laughs> it was Pornhub. You could, you could pay for, 
Pornhub Premium with Vergecoin. I remember just ringing my mate and saying, waking him up, getting him out of bed, going, mate, sell, sell, it's Pornhub, get out. And then he's like, hang on, a lot of people use Pornhub, that might be good. I was like, ah, didn't think of that. We left it in and, yeah, plummeted. People were like, I'm not, I'm not buying coins based on Pornhub. So you've got to be careful. Do, do your research. Plummeted. Plummeted went down. Uh, when, at one point, it went up to 13 cents, but I think now you can get it for like 0.002 of a cent. So the arsehole's fallen out of Vergecoin. Pornhub. Oh, for sure. Like, a lot of people, I guess a lot of people using Pornhub aren't necessarily like real shrewd cryptocurrency investors, are they? No, and they were saying it was all because of privacy. But if you're going to pay in Vergecoin, like privacy, like people are still going to be able to track your search history and all that shit. Like, fuck's that all about? Like, if you're real worried about your privacy, like, yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to save you by paying paying for premium with Vergecoin. It's stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's got nothing to do with the money. No. Unless you've got a shared shared credit card with the missus or whatever. Yeah. For doing stupid. No, nah, it was a failed business plan from the start. But yeah, that was uh, my experience I, I, with cryptocurrency. I read, I read the other day about some guy. I think he was Australian, actually, or Kiwi, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, that invested invested in Bitcoin because, like, it's it's. I looked into it, you know, like I don't mind like having a look at little di- different investments, but in the end, I was just like, "Fuck yeah, okay, there's an opportunity there," but at the same time, there's too much risk, like. And and for me, the, the biggest risk with cryptocurrency is that I'll lose the the, the password or lose the um, because it's all uh, what's it, what's it called blockchain. So yeah. the like the some guy in Australia or New Zealand, he lost his he basically just lost his password or his, he lost his wallet, which is you know when you say wallet, it's just a fucking number, it's a virtual number, and he had fifty grand in there or whatever, boom, gone. If you as soon as you forget your password or your your wallet number, you can't access your money and you never will be able to well there was a guy in america that had it on a hard drive and he threw the hard drive out and he knew what date he threw the hard drive out and it had two and a half thousand bitcoin on it which had an estimated value of 250 mil and he tried to say to the local government hey i'll cut a deal with you if you dig up all that trash uh and we find it i'll give you 25 percent and I'll get 25% of the company that's you know excavating and then I'll pocket whatever. They said, nah, fuck off, mate. So yeah, it's done. <laughs> 250 that's, mil. Oh imagine that. Fuck, that's what that's worse than the guy from um the third founder of Apple. So oh, it was yeah. Steve Jobs wasn't yacking and um the other guy. So basically he just thought he's known as the other guy. And he sold out like an 80 eight or something, nineteen eighty eight or nineteen eighty seven. And he sold his shares. He 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 owned like thirty percent of the company or something. Uh, and he sold them for fucking eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Um don't you maybe worth um, how much worth it be now. And but, the, the the chick who designed the Nike logo got paid three hundred bucks. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I think they settled like thirty years later, I think they slung a couple of mil or whatever, but oh Imagine seeing your design and you got 300 bucks everywhere. The tick. You fucking the most human. Yeah, renowned design in the world. Mm. Anyway. Do, Bloody do wanna, hell. Um, what? Do you want to talk? 
Now we've, now we've got that awkward Tinder cold air. This is just sensational <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> do, do, you want, do you want to talk about a year or election or ballot, or we just wait till that's a three-way conversation? Dermo's going to be the first guest to come on the show and then send a message on a week going, why did that show never air? Yeah. What, 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 I made an effort to come on and never came out. Um, wasn't you, Jibs? Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe we save the year and legend or Bellin next week. Do you want to give <laughs> do you want to give people an update on where we're at with merch? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought we said we we're going to have a run out sale. Boxing Day. Fuck, the wheels have fallen off. Have we got at least a mug online or something? I think there's a mug there, but... Can you I buy a mug? mug. I mean, you can buy a mug. Social distance pod. <laughs> no, social dist pod, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even know what a website is. Socialdistpod.com. Yeah, yeah. I, think a I think there's a mug on there. It's not even loading. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's the website. <laughs> Socialdispod.com. Go there and subscribe to this fucking terrible, terrible show. But yeah. you can. There's a. There is. We have got some merch coming, but the. Um, there's a mug on. There's actually, I think there is a mug which on our website you can buy. But the okay. problem is, I don't know where the money's going. Have we set that up? No. Nah. All right, we'll stay with us, folks. You know what? Next step, we promise one thing. This isn't fake news. It will be better. Always, you know, like anything, Jules, when you, haven't, when you have a break, the first one when you come back is always like it's rough. You know, you've, mm. lost, your, you've lost your touch. But yeah. the next step will be better. That's a promise. Yeah. And we're good at over promising. <laughs> but yeah. we're, where the fuck's George? When, when he, like, yeah. I can't believe, I mean, he does nothing for the show. <laughs> like, ultimately, yeah. behind, behind closed doors, let's be honest, he doesn't do anything. And, 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 fairness, neither do you and I. This merchandise has been coming for half a year now. But, yeah. We do a little bit more, you know. I did social media and all this rah rah rah. George turns up, but I've just realised he offers a lot to the panel. He does. He does. He's an important piece of this puzzle because yeah. Now, I feel I like we're we we're we're a boat, but with like one row. Like you need <laughs> to go around in circles. Yeah, we're just doing these circle work, and. Yeah. The good thing that we've both got is we've got good self-awareness. Like we know when the show's going shit and the radar is sort of beep for the last 20 minutes. So we need to learn from that, pick ourselves up, send out an SOS to George and basically yeah. he's on or that's it. I think we're so should we, should we do this? Should we continue the show until well, George is away or should we wait until he's back? Maybe people give us feedback. If you want us yeah. to end the show, just just say that's it. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Appreciate just it. Just trying to wrap it up, and we'll just end send it. Send us a thumbs, thumbs up or a thumbs down, and then that's it. We'll call it. If there's more thumbs down, that's it. We're we're done. That's it. <laughs> this is a defining moment in the show. We've got to just be honest. <laughs>
but is it. We, we do need to emphasize that George is coming back. He's going to be back in three weeks. So like we're, yeah. we're talking about two, maybe three shows without George. We have got a, another Bennett coming on next week, which arguably is a better Bennett in the cycling yep. world. More successful, yep. probably a better bloke as well. Yep. Um, so he's come, coming on next week. So that'll be a good show. We can talk to him for a, maybe like see, the whole show. Have you, have you book him for an hour. Yeah. 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 And just to run, just run like a sort of like an interview panel, eh? Yeah. And I'll, I'll yeah. prepare some finance questions for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll good. ask him. Get him on for Legend and Ballin. Yep. And we'll build up the year and all that stuff. So, no, I think it'd be good. We'll be right. <laughs> leave leave your comments in the, in the post yep. below. Tell your mates to subscribe. Subscribe to the newsletter. Hit up the website. We'll, we'll definitely put out a newsletter soon and we'll have merch in no time. And things are looking up. 2021, that's our year. We're back. It's, make sure you subscribe and tell people to listen to... Um, previous shows to get into the show into the podcast don't, don't tell them to come to this one yeah <laughs> tell them to send them like a good one yeah alright we'll yeah. stick with it folks we, we may or may not see you next week thumbs up <laughs> and thanks to Witchbox <laughs> oh yeah and then <laughs> Witchbox and Amila Results Maldives <laughs> Sensational sponsors. Um, thanks. It's a good show. It's a good show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for all your support. Um, thanks for sticking with us through thick and thin. We wouldn't be here without them. Yep. Is that it, Bills? We done? Get Signing so. off. Okay. Take it easy. See ya.